Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Uh, again, we honor this opportunity. We hope you had a Merry Christmas, and God just uh, blessed you. And I, I think the greatest gift of all as we go through these holidays is understanding that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and and what he's done in our lives and the people who are in our lives. All that's wonderful. All that's a gift to be able to, uh, you know, not, not only have our families, have our friends and have all of you who listen on our podcast. You're a real great blessing to us. And I know that uh, Stephanie and I look forward to doing these podcasts. And uh, Stephanie, good morning. How are you today? Well, good morning, Doug. I am rejoicing in the Lord in spite of a cold. So I sound a little messed up this morning, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's of a bad immune system. So you got that nasally <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm so stuffed up, it's not even funny. <laughs> mm. Sorry to hear that. Well, we'll we'll just hope that uh, God gets you through that here today. And and um, so as we start this podcast, as you remember, we're in the book of Proverbs, and we've been looking at wisdom and what God has for us and how we can apply that to our lives today, how it can help those of us with PTSD, those of us who want to help folks and want to make sure we don't get PTSD. How can this help us, and how does this different? proverb, like we're in the 10th proverb, uh, verse number 15, getting going today, but we have our segment, the Norton Knuckleheaded moment and the Norton Knuckleheaded segment. This is the last week for 2021 of our Norton Knuckleheaded moments and sec. Boy, this year went by fast, Stephanie. I don't know. I have no idea where it went, man, but it went too fast or, or maybe I'm glad it went fast after 2020. And this one hasn't been all that much better, but we still get to serve God. We still get to have a podcast and God's still on the throne. So that's all good. So we get to this knucklehead moment and we do it for a few reasons. Number one, uh, so that you'll know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, so you won't be a knucklehead. And number three, once in a while, we haven't found it lately, but once in a while we find some humor in this. So um, what I want to talk about now is we've been talking about, so my knucklehead things have been dealing twofold. So not a, not only have I been mentioning a knucklehead would do this or say this, I've been combining that with something we don't say or do to people with PTSD. And uh, one of the things we don't say or do, or that makes you a knucklehead for doing it, is you don't look at somebody and say to them, you just have to face your fears. Now, if that's not the stupidest thing I've ever heard, listen, um, you know, God gets you through those places. We don't need some Facebook lawyer or some Facebook psychologist or some backroom babbler to, to tell us that we're messed up and we need to face our fears. Listen, you don't have to have a PhD to say that. All right. So don't say that to people. <laughs> 
people know they got to face their fears. People are battling. And, and, you know, grief isn't something that just goes away, man. It's just, it hangs around for a while and it kind of hangs around forever is the bad news. The good news is God gives us more grace. We still got that grief in the background. It's still there. If we've been through junk, we've been through junk. It's still there. You you know, there's no erase mechanism with inside of our brain where we could go say, erase this time in my life or erase this person from my life or erase this trauma from my life. And boy, I'd love to especially do the trauma. I don't think I'd want to let go of people from our lives. But the traumas that have given us PTSD, those terrible things we've seen and witnessed and felt and been hurt, and there's just so much of it. And uh, so I I just want to say that I think think we need to remember that we don't go around and telling people just to face their fears. It's something we don't say or do to people with PTSD. And yes, it makes us a knucklehead. So here we are. (laughs) Now, did anyone ever do that to you, Stephanie? You just need to face your fears. Did anyone ever do that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and, you know, Dr. Phil does it on his show. Just face your fears, you know, stop and get a three piece at Kentucky fried chicken and face your fears. Well, he stopped too many times to get a three piece at Kentucky fried chicken, but we're told that the, the biblical, that's the human way of looking at it. The biblical approach is encouraging somebody in the Lord with the way that the Lord encouraged Joshua when he said, be strong and have a good courage, be not afraid, neither be that made. But he didn't end it there. He said, for the Lord, because the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And it's not about us facing our fears. It's us looking to Jesus and remembering he's already conquered whatever yeah. that is scaring us to death. And because of that, by faith, we can have victory even if, we're terrified. Yeah. And yeah. That's, there's a, there's a biblical alternative that will give hope. There is. Just in face your fears, man, that might make you worse. <laughs> that's why we're here. Hey, and by the way, newsflash, no one out there is God. You know, it's only God. Yeah. So you people who try to play God, you got to let that go, man. I, I, <laughs> our God is a jealous God. He's not happy about that. You know, we, Stephanie and I worked for people who thought they were God. We don't work for them anymore, but I mean, <laughs> Listen, man, uh, you know, you're not God. We just want to be up front with you. You're not God. So write that down. If you're having a problem with that, get one of those little yellow sticky two-by-two two pads and stick it on your rearview mirror. You're not God. Now, remember, it's the Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. It always freaks me out, Stephanie, when people mess up the yours. You know, I don't know why. Maybe because I got beat as a Catholic student. I'm not sure. But, but but when people mess up the yours, it really freaks me out. I, I've just got to be up front with you. And uh, so anyway, we, we we didn't mean to go off on a tangent. We didn't mean to tell you guys you're not God. Most of you know it. But believe it or not, there's a couple out there who think they're God. We wouldn't have said that if they weren't hurting us and writing about us and talking about well, these people they, think they're God. Yeah. When, when you tell someone that they're incapable of thinking for themselves. Yeah. And need to do what you tell them to do yeah you put yourself in the place of god and yeah when, when you tell a woman who escaped a third world country after a husband being murdered that she couldn't make her own decisions and stuff i'm sorry you know people like that should be beat to the pulp i mean i there's <laughs> got to be something biblical about hooking them back <laughs> to the back of the chevy with a chain and taking a ride around the block you know <laughs> while having somebody in the back of the truck with a bb gun shooting at them you know <laughs> And uh, and shooting at the good stuff or the bad stuff, however you want to look at it. 
Man, what well, kind of yeah. mood are you in today, man? This Christmas has messed you up, man, this whole season. <laughs> Stephanie keeps on coming up with this weird thing. But anyway, here we are. We're in a tent. Who came with the weird ideas? That wasn't me. I didn't bring any of that. Did I bring any of that up? If I did, I you know, <laughs> folks, I got to tell you right now. All right. We're all messed up in this. COVID brain is real. I, I think you guys need to know that. So if your brain's a little off and you've had COVID a couple times, it's okay. Just blame it on COVID. That's blame right. it on COVID or blame it on Biden. Either one of those answers yeah. are fully acceptable uh, throughout the United States of America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it's crazy. So there's Chris Cuomo guy, man. He covered up rapes for his brother, tried to hide witnesses. He's a guy on CNN. You want to talk about a guy that should be hooked to the back of the Chevy and dragged yeah. around? calling up witnesses and telling them they need to shut up or, you know, he's, yeah, he gets fired anyway. So I'll give CNN credit for that. But here we are. Uh, word that's more important than anything on earth is uh, we're in this 10th proverb. We're on uh, verse number 15. And what we've been doing, Stephanie, and I think we'll stick with it for this verse is we're just doing a verse of time and we're seeing where we end up. And uh, so the verse says this rich man's wealth is a strong city the destruction of the poor is their poverty. And uh, what a principle. Uh, you know, even the Bible says that wealth gives you, it's, it's a measurement of protection. It's, it's, it's more to that. I mean, there, there's something going on there, but then he gives us that other side. I mean, as I was reading that, Stephanie, what were you thinking? Well, I think there's, there is, there's a massive amount of protection that comes from following God's ways. And that's what Proverbs is all about. I mean, that's, the best way to sum it up is if you follow my ways, you're going to walk in safety. You're going to have a life that, no, it's not going to be perfect. We live in a sin-cursed world, but you're going to see God show himself in ways that you would never even be able to believe sometimes. But if you choose to be a fool, yeah. um, you're going to find God to show himself too, just not in a way you really want. Yeah, there's certain ways you want God to show himself to you and, and to do things in your life. And um and, and certainly you want to go down the wisdom way. And you know what I found? I did a little research this morning. I really wanted to look at wealth in the book of Proverbs because we're studying the book of Proverbs. So I did a study of that on my Bible program on my computer that I haven't used in, let's say, nine years. But anyway, I opened it up this morning, forgot the password, had to have it sent to me. But it seems like there's 10 times, uh, there's 10 occurrences of wealth in Proverbs. And and, and you know what? God's not saying that wealth is a bad thing in the book of Proverbs. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really not. It's it's over and over again. It's the way we earn that wealth. Are we doing it? Are we right. upright? Do we have integrity? And, you know, we were just talking about those people who think that God, that have no integrity, that have no backbone, that are control freaks, that are narcissists. You know, you guys know the deal on this, but people with integrity. Man, what God can do with them. And, and he's talking about, you know, if you look at that, so we're talking about then the destruction of the poor. So if you look at the second part of that verse, Stephanie, it says the destruction of the poor is their poverty. And, uh, uh, you know, there's power that's involved with wealth and is paralysis. So if you want to preach something, yeah. I have this in my Bible that comes with poverty. <laughs> And uh, it's doing those things so you don't get broke. You know, wealth, you know, wealth can become a curse. But by the way, yeah. folks, can I tell you something? So can poverty. 
it can lead right. to destruction. So, you know, we're constantly getting built up to do those right things. To You know, we're going into the next verses talking about our labor and how it leads to righteousness and working and, and, and you know, earning our way. And, I, you know, I can't tell you how many – I was thinking about this the other day. One of the uh, – a pastor's lady, a friend, uh, called about a month ago, and we counseled back and forth. And uh, over time, Debbie and I know her. I think you even know her, Stephanie. And and uh, But we, we were talking back and forth. She's doing just, just fantastic. But anyway, one of the things that she, along with another 20 of Debbie and my friends, pastor's wives do – is they kind of have like a cleaning business on the side. And every one of these ladies is known for morally doing the right thing, leaving places spotless. You don't have to worry about stuff being stolen. And man, has God honored that not only in their business, not only financially, uh, but that integrity is honored by God and people come to church. They want to know what's going on. That's all of us, folks. No matter whether we, uh, you know, we drive a taxi cab or a doctor, or a lawyer, uh, a preacher, um, raising our children, you know, uh, working the toughest job of all, it's being a stay-at-home mom or dad. It doesn't matter. It, it's just we've we've got to understand that there's a blessing in everything we do, and there's can also be a curse. And, and wisdom brings us to that other place and the example of doing your job so well. And I think it goes back to Joseph, Stephanie. Remember how everything Joseph touched there in Potiphar's house, it, it just turned yeah. to gold. It just, things got better. Things worked better. And, and maybe that's the lesson from uh, 1015 today is knowing that, you know, doing the right thing comes with, with blessings, not only for us, but for others. And, yeah. uh, and that's a pretty big deal. And, and then we, we look at this 1016, Stephanie, and it says, The labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. And so here we are looking at labor and, uh, you know, going out there and working that, uh, you know, we, we labor and we all co-labor for God. And, and you know what? As we labor, it's a life-given gift. I was thinking yeah. about that. And, you know, I put this together and I pick on Stephanie a lot. And I know you guys know that and I have ADHD and I drink a lot of days. I get wound up. I talk fast. I get weird. I get it. But this is what <laughs> I was thinking about last night when I was looking at this. I had a colonoscopy yesterday, so I still had, you know, I was dazed and confused as they put you under or whatever it is. They call it twilight sedation or something. You don't even remember where you're at. The guy says, you're going to go to sleep in five seconds. So I went one, two, three. I didn't even make it to four. He didn't lie. <laughs> But then my brain was what? But this is what I was thinking about last night, Stephanie. The fruits of Charles Wesco's labor. I mean, you didn't have all these big bills. You didn't have all this craziness sitting there around you. His business had been passed on to a dear friend, which is still a, a, a godly business today. Uh, and, and Brother Steve Hicks, whom we love, is running that business. His, you know, the house that you guys had was paid off. I mean, I know you use that money in Africa, but then God provided more. But it goes back to the fruits of our labor that the righteous, it leads to life. It leads to sustainment. It leads to keep going. I mean, don't yeah. you see that over and over again in your life? Definitely. And I think the more that you um, meditate on the difference that comes, you know, and there's, there's a principle here of <clears throat> when you compare the righteous to the wicked, it's, it's astounding because what I get out of this is God's very practical. Yeah. And 
we're not righteous. You know, there's nothing different from me than the person down the street who works a full-time job is diligent. Um, but I think the principle here is yeah. the fact that because of who Jesus Christ is in me, everything I do can count for life. If I'm letting the righteousness of Christ work through me, because I am righteous because of Jesus in me, not because of me, but because he's put his righteousness on my account. Yeah. And so if I choose to live in a way that God's intended for me to live, it will be life. It will be life giving. It will tend to life in terms of laying up treasures in heaven eternal, you know, every time you lead a soul to the Lord, every time you hand out a tract, every time that you show someone the love of Christ, you are tending to life. Your labor is life. And when we look at the fruit, the outworkings of the wicked today, it's black and white that it's, I mean, it's very obvious that it's sin. The situation you were just talking about, these things are so clearly the fruit of iniquity And so the fact that God has given us as his children this precious, incredible privilege that our labor, for, for a busy mom, washing the dishes, cutting your boy's hair, cleaning the floor, cleaning the bathroom, we take these things as just the things we have to do. But if we take this verse to heart to realize that our labor no matter what it is, no matter how mundane or dirty, <laughs> you know, moms have to do, dads have to do dirty jobs sometimes. It's tending to life. God will use it to be life-giving if we will be a surrendered vessel in his hands. And understanding that, understanding that if God gives you wealth because you're his child and he's blessing you, it's tending to life. You're, you know, you invest that into missions. You invest that into your children, into people you love, into people you're working with. That's all labor that is life-giving. And that's just a beautiful, it should make you smile. It should put a spring in your step. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and you know, the comparison there, again, that Hebrew poetry, Stephanie, that Hebrew poetry, the other side of that, the wages of the wicked, you know, that and getting this idea, if you look at the end of that verse, it talks about the fruit of the wicked to sin. And, you know, it's talking about the righteous. So in the front part, um, you know, it's a way of life. You yeah. know, you're giving life, you're bringing life. But in the back part, wicked is wicked work, wicked doing wicked, not working. It's always going to lead to sin. It's always going down a road. That's not going to bring anything just along, not going to bring anything godly along, not going to bring anything good along. And I, I like Stephanie that you were explaining that even being that stay at home, mom, even being that stay at home, dad, even being that caregiver for that sick family member that bears righteousness in God's eyes. That makes a difference. And I'm glad you did. I want to try to sneak in 18 and then go to our last Christmas song of the season. We'll do one more because we need to, and then we'll do a new year's song or something after that. But if you look at this next verse, it says he is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuseth reproof erreth. And, uh, I was thinking about that and he who keepeth uh, instruction, uh, so we just come out of this place where the righteous leads to life. The wicked leads to sin. 
And, uh, and now all of a sudden we're looking at this as a way of life. You know, it says, uh, he is the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuseth. And, uh, I like this and he who refuseth think about this reproof Aerith. So, uh, reproof comes from a lot of places. Now you see that verse, Stephanie, and what's coming to your mind? Well, I think there's a <clears throat> wisdom versus foolishness principle here. And a wise person not ju- doesn't just hear instruction. It doesn't just go into his ears. He takes it to his heart. He keeps it. He, he, he sticks it in that, that memory bank. Yeah. That he, for me, makes it a part of who he is. Yeah. And the, the alternative is, when I think of keeping something, I think of, you know, you go through, you, you declutter, you purge, you get rid of. And a wise person never purges instruction. He keeps that or she keeps that close to heart. Yeah. A fool throws it away. Yeah. They put it in a burn pile and <laughs> that's going to end, that's going to end very poorly. Well, it's going to yeah you're gonna go astray aren't you if you keep what's good and right and you know what's doing right and you hold on to that instruction and i think we all know that person that gentleman that lady who you can go to who you trust has been down a road has been through those terrible things uh who's you know whether you're calling a lady you know how do i love my husband more how do i do this or a man how do i love my whatever the case may be there's certain people you call because they keep that knowledge around and say well this is how we did it there's certain yeah. people you call when you go to buy a car there's certain people you call but this is i think even higher as stephanie was saying this has much more of a spiritual feel to it there's certain people you call for the word of God to get you there, to do what you got to do, to bring you to that place and to, to show you that high place. And it just hit me, Stephanie, as I was wrapping this up that I was going to ask you to sing a verse of a Christmas song, but you got a cold. Please tell I me it's not, I, I don't have to sing. You know, all I know by heart is Rudolph and Frosty. <laughs> well, I can try to sing. Um, it's just going to sound extremely nasally. You know, I think I'll enjoy it either way. So do a verse of a song and we'll wrap up this podcast. This is our last Christmas song. So think quickly here. What, what do you want to leave the 2021 Christmas crowd with? Wow. I did not think through this much. Um, I, what I'd like to leave you with is a song I don't have memorized, so I can't do it. I've been listening to some old Roy Rogers and Dale Evans Christmas. Yeah, and, and she sends me this song, folks. All right, it's making her cry. It's about you per- as much as it messed me up. I, I sat around and cried. All right, you know, it made I, I was having, I'm sitting there, I'm coming off this twilight sedation. I'm trying to eat. <laughs> my stomach's hurting, my head's hurting. And, and Stephanie sends me this song and it's like, this song made me cry. I don't remember her words, but it came down to, I'm all messed up, you know? And, uh, yep. and, and so I listened to the song and I joined her in being all messed up, but what are we going to do? What's the Christmas song when it won't mess us up? What's the uh, verse? Your call. Let's, let's go with, don't, um, don't do Elvis doing it. It's a, it'll be a blue Christmas. Yeah. can't do that one. without you. Then we'll all cry. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with, um, it's not a Christmas song, but it should be because Christmas is about 
Jesus coming to give his life for us. There you go. And I think of the song, Take My Life. Do it. Let it yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to go with. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow with these last praise. Let them flow with these last praise. Amen. I thought that was good. Folks, we love you. We hope you had a great Christmas. We hope you're going to have a great New Year's week. We're... Um, stay with us this week. We're going to be talking a lot about the new year and things we can do, things we can be. I, I know for sure that Friday is going to be about the new year and what God has showed us about that. And, and uh, no deep prophecy. God stopped making prophets, but he gave us his word. And we're pretty happy about that. We love you folks. Make sure you go out to help the wounded spirits. If there's something we can do for you, we'd be honored to do it. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.